So this morning, I've entitled the message, Should We Celebrate Christmas? You know, there's a, uh, last week actually, I went out to check the mail and, and uh, I'd already decided that I was going to minister on this because this topic comes up every now and then. But I go to check the mail and I, I open it and I got a letter from somebody Two pages, two pages long handwritten letter explaining to me why we shouldn't celebrate Christmas. And this wasn't, you know, someone like an atheist or someone that, that uh, uh, you know, that hates the church or something. This was a Christian. And, you know, the point was is that this, this, you know, this day when we celebrate the birth of Jesus, it's really somebody else's birthday. I think they said it was Crispus's birthday, which is one of the emperor's sons or, 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 uh, so that that's why we celebrate it. And if you if you actually look around, there's all kinds of reasons why people say we celebrate it. Um, it's a pagan holiday. You know, there was something Solus Victus, I think, is what it was called, it was a Roman holiday that was uh, we have record that was celebrated on December 25th. Um, that's an interesting one because everyone says that the uh, the Christians moved uh, celebrating Christmas to December 25th to compete with Solus Victus, but the only known record we have of that holiday actually has Christmas in it on the same document. We don't know which one was celebrated first, and there's actually some other evidence that shows that maybe they moved, that the emperor moved Solus uh, Victus to that date because all the Christians were already celebrating Christmas. Um, but the, the reality is, is there's always, you know, some reason why we shouldn't do it. It's a pagan holiday, and, and uh, um, you know, one of the big things is they say, well, Jesus wasn't even, wasn't even born on the 25th of December. And, uh, you know, there's a couple things that we can think of there. One, um, have you ever celebrated somebody's birthday not on the day they were born? Yeah, I think we've all done that, right? Nobody throws a fit about it. Because we're, we're celebrating the person. We want to we lift up the person, right? So, so nobody throws. So we do it all the time. This is normal. Um, also, there are millions of people that were born on December 25th. And for somebody to come and tell me that, that I'm celebrating some Crispus guy or Crispin or whatever his name was, some Roman dude, it's just disingenuous because it may have happened on the same day, but I'm not celebrating him. I'm celebrating Jesus. Amen. The intent matters. Just because something happens on the day doesn't mean that's what I'm worshiping or what I'm celebrating. Amen? And the interesting thing is, is if you look at the history, the reason why that uh, uh, they celebrate Jesus' birth around this time is um, kind of in those days, they kind of figured that Jesus died on the same day he was conceived right there at Pentecost. Well, Pentecost in, in 33 AD was uh, very early April. Very early April, plus nine months, lands you right around December 25th. And that just was the common thinking of the time in the early, early church uh, history. That, that's why they did it. But, you know, people always come with some reason why we shouldn't do it. And they say, you know what? They didn't celebrate Christmas in the book of Acts. Like I said, we already have an early church history, history that they do celebrate Christmas. It's been happening from... Um, at least 380, so just a couple hundred years after Jesus' death. But the, the reality is, is that it's true. We don't see Christmas, the birth of Jesus, celebrated in the book of Acts. There's no denying that. It's, it's not in there. 
But one of the things that I was thinking about was, well, is there any other evidence, though, that we celebrate Jesus' birth in the Scripture? And I think that if we look at the Scripture, we're going to find plenty of evidence showing that people rejoiced at Jesus' birth. Amen? So let's take a look. And uh, just so you guys know, this is going to be a relatively quick one, so we'll have time to have cocoa and, and cookies again afterwards and, and, and get everyone home to start getting ready for the holidays. Amen? So Luke one thirty nine through 42 says, In those days Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah. And she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled, was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. You know, the, the, the first inkling that we get of, of rejoicing and celebration of Jesus' birth was actually in anticipation of his birth. You see, Mary goes and visits the house of of Zechariah and Elizabeth, and you know who that is. Uh, Zechariah and Elizabeth is is John's, uh, John the Baptist's mom and dad, right? And when Mary shows up, John leaped the the greeting of Mary. The baby leaped in her womb. John, she's pregnant with John. John's leaping in her womb for Jesus, excited for Jesus, just because he knew he was coming. This is before. Jesus was even born, and already in anticipation of his birth, we find rejoicing in the Scripture. How many of you know that this means some good news is coming? You see, little baby John obviously knew what was coming, and Mary had some inkling. And then Elizabeth gets an idea. She gets filled with the Holy Spirit, and she exclaims with a loud voice, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. She's already rejoicing and worshiping Jesus before she even knows who he is. Amen? If we continue on just a little bit farther in the book of Luke in chapter 8, sorry, chapter 2, verses 8 through 14, it says, And in the same region were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over the flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with an angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. When Jesus is born... There's already celebration starting. Jesus is born. Angels show up to the shepherds in the field. And the shepherds, along with the angels, begin worshiping and praising God. When people say that there's no, that there's no um, precedent for, for celebrating the birth of Jesus, I think they, miss, they may have missed the whole part of the Bible because that's how it starts. 
is worshiping Jesus at his birth. And we know the angels, they show up. He's still in, in a manger. He's still in, in a swaddling. And they show up to worship him, celebrating his birth. You know, the, the interesting thing is, is, is if, if his birth wasn't important, they could have showed up later just like the wise men. And we're going to talk about the wise men in a moment. But it's the moment of his birth when everything changes. It's the moment of his birth when everything for us changes. The world is different from this point on. And I don't know about you, but I think that's a pretty good reason to celebrate. Amen? And he is certainly one worthy of celebrating. We continue on in Luke chapter 2, 15 through 20. It says, When the angel went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. So we just saw the angels worshiping, the angels celebrating the birth of Jesus, and now we have the shepherds. They said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. How many know that's celebration? Glorifying and praising God. You know, when we get together to celebrate the birth of Jesus, it's not just about us getting together and having a good time. Although, how many of you guys know that it's good to have a good time? Amen. But that's not what the focus is. The focus has always been on God and what he's done. The focus is on Jesus, the one who came to save us, to give us new life. And just like, I mean, he, the, the, he's born, the shepherds show up. They tell Mary and Joseph what happened. Mary gets excited, right? She's treasuring all this stuff in her heart. And, you know, it's funny. <laughs> I was uh, supposed to sing "Mary, Did You Know?" It's my wife's very song, my my wife's favorite song, and uh, uh, I ended up getting sick, and my voice is just not recovered yet, so I wasn't able to sing this morning. But um, one of the funny things, if you've ever seen, uh, you've probably seen some some stuff shown up on Instagram or Facebook, little memes, because the answer to the question "Mary, Did You Know?" to almost all of those was yes, she knew. She didn't know some of the details, but she knew. I, I saw a, uh, a post that said, a biblical perspective, questioning one by one, did she know? And it was like, the first one was no, and then it was yes, 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 no, yes, yes. She knew because she had been told, and she treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. So she's celebrating the birth of her son. And, and not only just because it's her son. I mean, you know, when you have a kid you celebrate, it's pretty awesome. It's not until they get older that you start having regrets. Right, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just, <laughs> just kidding. Don't worry. They grow out of the regret phase, and they get a little bit older, and you love them again. Don't worry. So you probably got a few years, and you're going to be right there. <laughs> Hallelujah. But... <laughs> but she, <laughs> but she, uh, uh, she, she was so she definitely celebrated the birth of her son. 
but she also understood who he was. She pondered these things in her heart. She was already celebrating who Jesus was. And then the, the shepherds, they go head off glorifying and praising God. I think for me, that's, that's plenty precedent for worshiping Jesus, for celebrating his birth. And then we have the wise men. Matthew 2, 7 through 11 says, And Herod summoned the wise men and secretly ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Is there one more? And going into the house, they saw he, the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. And then they opened, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense. And wait, there's more. But uh, <laughs> I'm a dad, so I'm allowed to tell dad jokes. You guys are just going to have to deal with it. Um. Yeah, so the, so the wise men. Now, now, I know in all the nativity scenes, it shows them right there with, with Jesus when he was a baby. This is several years later <laughs> when they finally find Jesus, more than likely uh, several years later. But they, they went searching for Jesus when they saw the star because that's when they knew something had changed. That's when they knew that there was a reason to rejoice. And they're preparing, right? They, they brought all these gifts. They intended to celebrate the birth of Jesus, now, they may have saw the star, and that's when everything changed from. That was the catalyst. They knew that the king was born. They had to go hunt for him, and then Herod tries to trick him into finding Jesus because Herod just wants to kill Jesus. But the, the wise men, they knew something was different, so they set out to find Jesus, the king of kings, the lord of lords, and their intent from the beginning was to worship him, to celebrate him. And it was on the day of his birth, when that plan went into action. Their goal was to worship. Had they been there right when it happened, they would have gave the frankincense and myrrh and all that stuff, the gold, right then. And they would have celebrated right then. It just took them some time to get there. Amen? So I'll leave it with this one here, John 3.16. One of the, the, the most well-known, if not the most well-known verse of the Bible. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. You see, when we celebrate the birth of Jesus, we celebrate because of what God did through him. It's true that maybe some emperor's son was born on December 25th. And that also happens to be the day that we celebrate Jesus' birth. And like I said, there are probably millions upon millions of people that were born on December 25th. And I go ahead and celebrate Jesus' birth on their birthday too. But it has nothing to do with them. It has nothing to do with some emperor's son. It has nothing to do with some pagan holiday. It has nothing to do with any of that stuff. It has to do because that's the day that God sent his son because he loved the world. And we celebrate Jesus. I think there's biblical precedence 
for celebrating the birth of Jesus because that's the day that everything changed. That's the day where you and I finally had a hope, finally had a future. Because before then, there was no hope, there was no future. Everything was temporary, but Jesus came. And for all of those of us who have put our trust in him, we have everlasting life. And I, for one, am going to celebrate on that day. I'm going to celebrate his birth. Now, my celebration is not limited to this day. But I'm glad this day is, is famous because it always points people towards him. Amen. And the truth is, even if the early Christians shifted his birth, the celebration of his birthday, to, to cover up some sort of pagan holiday, I don't even care. I think it's a great idea. Let's give, let's give people something else to celebrate instead of the pagan stuff, amen? It's the same reason why I don't have any problem with us doing fall festivals. You know, it's funny. I was talking to somebody about this, and they said, oh, I, I, I have trouble with doing anything on Halloween because there was this ex-Satanist who, who said that, that all us Christians, when we, when we trick-or-treat or take our kids out or we celebrate anything on Halloween, you know, they're, the, the Satanists get excited because somehow we're, we're worshiping the devil. And I'm like, that's maybe what you're doing, but it's not what I'm doing. You see, the intent, they, they can't make you worship something else. Just because it happens on the same day doesn't mean that somehow you are inadvertently or accidentally worshiping something else. So on, on Halloween, if you want to do something for God, you're not accidentally worshiping the devil. And on Christmas Day, if you want to celebrate Jesus, you're not accidentally celebrating some other person. You're celebrating who you intend to celebrate. Amen. And I think there's plenty of reasons to celebrate the birth of Jesus, and we see it happen in the Scripture as well. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, like I said, it's going to be a short one. Let's go ahead and bow our heads real quick.